0: Hello everyone, welcome back to this week's Cedarville Stories podcast. I'm Mark Weinstein and today on the program we are going to have a little bit of Americana as we talk about the good old days of pharmacy and how one Cedarville graduate is trying to bring back the value of a hometown family pharmacy in Ohio. I'm talking about Dr. Katie Perry, a 2019 graduate of Cedarville's Doctor of Pharmacy program and the owner of several hometown pharmacies in the Buckeye State. Dr. Perry has worked in the pharmacy profession since 2011, but it wasn't until after she graduated from college that she opened her first pharmacy, this one in Germantown, Ohio. Since she opened that pharmacy, she's also started Camden Pharmacy, and in mid-June, she took over the ownership of Cedarville's Hometown Pharmacy, formerly known as Cedar Care Village Pharmacy. Dr. Perry met her husband, Joshua, while they both attended First Baptist Church in Farmersville, Ohio, and they have two daughters. This is going to be an interesting program today, so let me welcome Dr. Katy Perry to this week's Cedarville Stories podcast. Some of our listeners may have an impression of you and Josh by your namesakes. So I say that by Katy Perry is also an American musician and actress. In your husband's namesake, played college football at Ohio State University and with the Los Angeles Chargers in the NFL. So, Katie, have you or Josh ever been misidentified by, may I say, the more popular Josh and Katy Perry?
1: (laughs) Um, Yes. I I mean, sometimes people will think that my name is a prank. Like if we call an order a pizza and I say Katy Perry, um, they'll cancel the order. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, actually I think that happened when I ordered pizza for my sister's graduation. Um, and then we showed up to pick it up and, uh, there was no pizza ready cause they thought it was a prank. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's happened a few times where they, p- people usually just ask like, Oh, are you going to sing anything or <laughs> one of those things? But yeah.
0: I would think yeah. uh, your name would get more misidentified than Josh's, right? Yeah. <laughs> So some people may not know how much uh, you, Katie, love playing softball. In fact, at Cedarville, you started in 60% of the games uh, that you played for the Yellow Jackets in 2013 and 2015. How did you get interested in softball?
1: It was just something that I, my parents played slow pitch when I was little. And so we would be at the ballpark a lot, like church league and Uh all kinds of softball leagues. And so we just played together a lot in the yard as a family. And so then from there, I really enjoyed um, preparing for the games with my parents. I really wasn't that good (laughs) in high school. I I was okay. Um, I wasn't sure that I was going to make the team at Cedarville. Like I did a really strict training prior to like my freshman year. During that time, um, my parents would throw with me in the yard every single night um, for hours on end. Or Josh would throw with me in the yard. We were dating back then. And then I met some of my lifelong friends there, so I was really glad I got to play.
0: You only played two years. You could have played another year or two, actually. What 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 ended?
1: Uh, grad school was that because I did my undergrad in three. To be honest with you, I was really really afraid to fail, um, at pharmacy school, and so I decided that it was the right time to move into just focusing all of my attentions on school.
0: You, you didn't fail in grad school for sure. And you didn't <laughs> And you didn't fail as a, a catcher on the Yellow Jackets because you put up some good offensive numbers, including a lifetime 286 batting average, two home runs, 15 runs batted in. D- is there a game or two that c- comes back to your mind as like maybe a career highlight for you?
1: Really what sticks out to me was the time that I spent with my friends there. Um, CeCe and Nicole and Aaron, Kelsey, actually Kelsey Chapman, um, the current coach, um, she and I played together. So it was really interesting. Obviously, I was a young catcher and she was ahead of me um, in school and everything. And we were paired up as prayer partners. And I thought that her faith and her like welcoming attitude bringing me onto the team was it was really cool to see um somebody who wanted to work alongside of you and and not somebody who wanted to work against you when you're competing for similar positions. So it was it was really some good lifelong friendships that that I made there. And
0: obviously there. those friendships are still with you today. W- were they encouraging to you as you started Owning pharmacies, and we'll get to that later on. But uh, were they were they encouraging to you during this process?
1: Nicole and Aaron came to our grand opening for um, Germantown Pharmacy. They were there, and they brought me like a little present. And um, yeah, I still I'm actually going to meet with them this upcoming week. And that's neat. So a lot of lifelong friendships for sure out of that.
0: So while you were playing softball, you you know you you stopped so you could focus on pharmacy, so you could pursue a career as a pharmacist. At that point, um, you didn't have a young child in your house that that you have today. So how old is Lila and and what new perspectives on life has she helped you learn as a young parent?
1: So Lila is three. And then we also have, I don't know if you know this, um, we also have a three-month-old named Livy.
0: I didn't know that. Yes. Breaking news here on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes. So a lot of lessons through all of that, but- so Livy actually joined us. The Her birthday was also the day that Jeff Bates called me. Um, I was in the delivery room and he said, hey, I think we want you to um, come take over Cedar Care. Wow. <laughs> my husband was like, are you kidding me? You're going to take a pharmacy call in the delivery room? And I was like, well, it's Dr. Bates. I can't say no. <laughs> um, so,
0: How soon thereafter did you deliver?
1: Four hours.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, she came pretty quickly, but yeah, that was, that was her birthday. It was also the, the Cedar care start of transitioning things over. So Uh it, it was kind of wild. We had planned a little bit of time away from the other two pharmacies during, you know, her infancy. And actually what I ended up doing through Most of the nights when I would be awake with her, just like, you know, taking care of her and everything, I would also then start all the paperwork and processes for Cedar Care Um, so so that we could kind of lay the foundation to be ready when we transitioned in June.
0: So as a thriving business owner, (laughs) at this point, the owner of two pharmacies, managing a household with two young children, how have you been able to manage the work-life issues that come with being an adult? I
1: I feel like none of this would be possible without God having placed so many people into my life who were supportive of all of this. My family, uh, my mom actually works um, in each of the pharmacies. My sister, Abby, is managing the Camden one, um, and she's also a Cedarville grad. My husband, he can kind of flex his work schedule sometimes so that he can help with the girls. So we really try to limit them. Um, They don't go to any daycare or anything along those lines. We just try to keep them with our family. So between my mom and my grandma, uh, my husband, my dad, uh, (laughs) they really have done just you wouldn't even believe um, to make all of it possible. And I'm, I'm really, really fortunate. And I realize that and I thank them often.
0: <laughs> That's fabulous. It, it, it's fun to see families pull together and row in the same direction in, yeah. in support of one, one another, regardless of what the situation is. So in your case, um, I'm interested, how, how special was it for you to open your first pharmacy in your hometown? And then, and you kind of alluded to this re- just a few minutes ago, but to have the tremendous support of your family to do so. How how meaningful was that?
1: It's been huge. Um, they have done everything from the first pharmacy that we bought needed a ton of work. Um, so Josh and my dad and my brothers, like they had to, we had to get new flooring. The bathroom like didn't work. So they had to completely flip the whole bathroom. Some of the, you know, regular stuff like paint, um, doors, everything to make sure that all of the security would pass our board, um, board inspections and stuff. Sure. So they and then the next pharmacy, right after we bought it, you wouldn't believe just some of the craziest things happened. So like the the water heater went out probably our second week there. Um, it, It just there was so many things where any of the four of them have come in at the drop of a hat. And made sure that things were working so that it didn't have like a long duration of um, problems. So I've been really, it's very fortunate that they're all so handy. Other interesting thing is we're now adding a coffee shop into the Camden one. Um, And so the four of them have done just about everything that they have, like that needs to be done for that to open up here in the next month or so.
0: And I think about the pharmacies that you own, specifically Camden. And now recently in Cedarville, what were the circumstances that drove you to bring a pharmacy to those locations? I mean, obviously, there there was a pharmacy in Cedarville that was started by the university. What motivated you to to start pharmacies in those cities?
1: Well, for Germantown, it just seemed like God opened up so many doors for that to happen. The way that it all kind of started, there's an eye doctor in the town um, that my mom had an eye doctor appointment. And he said, hey, our pharmacy is closed down. Everybody liked that pharmacy. The the backstory on that, they were owned separately by a corporation that got into some trouble for their opioid dispensing. And then they had to shut down all of their pharmacies. So it was a busy pharmacy. It was a, a functional pharmacy. The town is really supportive of small businesses it just happened that the people who had been running the pharmacy were no longer permitted to do so. And so we knew that there was like definitely a need in Germantown based on that. So my mom called me and said, Hey, um, Dr. Chan said you should open up a pharmacy. And I said, I can't open up a pharmacy <laughs> in <Nine laughs> a billion years. We are not doing that. And so here we are. <laughs> so it's, it's been very interesting. Also, um, the Lord has used her a lot to make sure that I need to be where I am. I'm, in other times, she also said, hey, why don't you apply for pharmacy school? And I said, I, I can't get a doctorate. I can't do that. Um, and and so here we are. Um, so th- there's there's many, many things <laughs> along the way where she thinks I can do anything. Um, and my dad is the same. They They think that you can shoot for the moon (laughs) um and so then we that's kind of how we started the process of germantown and then this was like during covid and so we would trade supplies off with the camden pharmacy and i really thought that it was important to make good relationships with other independent pharmacies nearby and so i had talked briefly to the staff at camden um we traded some things with them. I would ask questions of Carol, but we had never actually met face to face. And she emailed me one day. And so this would have been in last year in 2022. She emailed me and said, Hey, do you want to come and bring your daughter and husband um, to a pharmacy conference in Orlando? Uh, and we'll stay at the the Disney resorts. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I thought it would be a really cool opportunity to learn from her and learn at the conference and um and to take my family to Florida. We hadn't really been we definitely had not been out of town since opening the pharmacy. So we we met there and then that was our first face-to-face meeting. Actually was even though we live 20 minutes apart, we met first in Florida and we talked and I learned a lot from her and I thought we would just be, you know, strengthening our partnership between the two of us, but a a couple of months later, she said, hey, I think I'm ready to retire. Um, do you want to buy this pharmacy? And I was like,
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> your, your dad says you could do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, My parents said yes. Uh, hers was a lot bigger than Germantown was. Germantown was still growing. Um, and hers, had, has, she's been growing it for 40 years. But it's really interesting. Um, she had two sisters that were also both pharmacists. And so she had been building this for 40 years with her sisters. Um, And I think she really liked the idea of keeping it very like family central. Um, And so we still meet regularly with her for lunch and just to check in and, you know, hey, what do you think about this? What should we do in this situation? And there's so much wisdom that she has shared and has been just an awesome person to learn from she's another person who got his placed in this whole thing where it wouldn't have all happened without her. So that's kind of how we ended up in Camden. Um, it was a town that I really cared about and, and thinking back to, you know, why did I go to pharmacy school to begin with? I wanted to provide care to people and especially the people who helped raise me up. Um, and, I wanted to give great care. I don't want to see them waiting in long lines. I don't want to see them confused over their medications. I don't want to see med errors happening um, to the people that that I grew up with. And um, so, it it was a really cool kind of full circle moment for me. The Camden is the town where I my high school is located, and then Germantown is kind of the closest town to where our actual house was. And so our our church and was pretty close to there and where Josh and I met and where we got married. So I felt like a lot of our, the people that I get to care for now are the people who poured into me over the first you know, two decades of my life. Um, and it's been really, really
0: cool. That's very meaningful. But as I think about now your third pharmacy, which is in Cedarville, um, the Lord puts you in a position to care for people you also knew while you were in, in school. How has that transition been for the community and you and, and and your staff?
1: My first several days that I was there, I ran into all kinds of people that I because we lived in Cedarville then for nine years, seven years for school, and then two for the fellowship. Right, and then I also worked at Cedar Care for two years, so I already had some really great patient relationships established, and it kind of felt like just. I don't know, slipping back into a, a comfy situation where I already knew so many of the people and was able to jump right back in. Especially, also coming back in working with Leanne and Riley has been so good. They are—they know the town. They care about the town. Cedarville does. I think it's hard to realize what we have there um, with with the two of them and the way that they work for the people. Uh, you know, a lot of people just. Punch in, do the minimum, and then punch out. And right. that is not the case really with them or any of my staff. Um, they're willing to go the extra mile just about in any situation to make sure that the, every need that we can reasonably take care of is taken care of.
0: Yeah, and I see that uh, that work ethic in Riley because she works in my, my department here at Cedarville. I'm highly impressed by her. Her character and her work ethic. And
1: it's it, it's really funny because I was working at Cedar care when they um, told me that she was hired and I had my doubts about a mom recommending her daughter to come in and work. And so I was, I just had my doubts because I was like, you know, well, this is a, this is a high school kid at that time. Right. Um, how do we know that she's ready to work in a community pharmacy? And she had in every way, just exceeded every expectation she is so fun to be around but also she knows when it's time to buckle down and, and get things done so yeah
0: that's Riley yeah no, no doubt so did you find that uh the transition with the new pharmacy in Cedarville was as smooth as what you experienced in Germantown or Camden or even better
1: <laughs> this has been our probably our best one anytime that you go through a big transition with a lot of patients and a lot of you know moving parts You've, you're dealing with insurance contracts, you're dealing with drug wholesaler contracts, you're dealing with the DEA, you're doing dealing with the State Board of Pharmacy, all kinds of things. Um, this time has been the best for a lot of reasons, partially because we a little bit know what we're doing now with the transition. We know what are the trouble areas and we've been more prepared to be proactive in those. And then the other thing that's been really good, too, is having Jacob in there and just the way that he has shown his... Passion to grow the pharmacy and to grow the services for the patients there has been huge um, in in making this a better transition for us.
0: Can you share? You, you mentioned uh, expand the services. What kind of services have been expanded or will be expanded at Cedarville?
1: So we just hired a regular delivery driver. Um, so we're hoping to expand out our delivery um, in in Cedarville. Um, then we're looking at some other other really neat things. I'm I'm almost hesitant to say too much too soon until we have it rolling. But we're looking at some very, very interesting models of, you know, could we provide some after hours care um, for patients in Cedarville? Um, I, and if if we get to that, it will be in the relatively near future. Um, okay. And I hope that we do, but it would be, I think it would fill a need in the community that people would be pretty happy about.
0: Now I'm sure our listeners are interested in hearing this. So you have three pharmacies. You can't be in three places at one time. Uh, where do you spend your time?
1: <laughs> if you, it depends who you ask. Um, if you ask any of the other free, three pharmacies, they say, "Oh, she's probably at one of the other pharmacies most." <laughs> um, or if you ask on the wrong day, you'll you'll hear that I'm with my kids. You'll hear that I'm with you know I'm always just on vacation. Well, I don't ever go on vacation, but um,
0: <laughs> you went to you went to uh, Florida.
1: It, yeah, I did go to Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it, it really, the time management of it, a lot, a lot of the managing tasks that I do can be done like in the evenings, um, on the weekends when my husband's home. So we try to limit the, I I mentioned, we really want to limit the time that our girls are away from us. Um, and so, but then we also have, I have a lot of like short shifts, like bursts at each of the pharmacies. So there's kind of a head manager at each place. and then. my home place is always Germantown Pharmacy, which is the one I originally started. And so I'm there probably four days a week, five days a week, but then I also make you know, trips to Camden and Cedarville regularly.
0: That's great. So a few minutes ago, you mentioned about uh, at Cedarville, when you were a student, you were um, awarded a Pharmacy Fellow, which is a two-year program that allows you to gain experience in research and teaching in a clinical setting. What were some of the lessons that you learned during that two-year pharmacy uh, fellowship,
1: I think the biggest thing was getting to spend time with the staff as not necessarily a student, but as another like faculty member. Sure, um, there were a lot of things that I learned. First of all, the school of pharmacy faculty—they, there is nobody better. Um, there is really nobody better that you could learn not just how to be a good pharmacist, but you could learn how to be like a Christian who happens to be a pharmacist. And they're, the way that they troubleshoot, the way that they work, but still care for their families, that was something that I wanted to do. Um, and and the other thing is sometimes when you, you know, you you come to think of your faculty sometimes as like celebrities, maybe. Right, like, right. like they can't possibly be this good on the other side of things. But the reality is the people that I was able to work with, Alita, Thad, Andrew, Zach, literally all of them, they're the same, no matter what setting you find them in. And there's like someone who cares about their patients, they care about their students, they care about their community, their families, and somehow they manage to balance all of those things. And I think a lot of times we see people who can can handle one or two of those, but can't spread their attention to all of it. Um, and they have all really worked, um, and also Dr. Bates too has really worked to make sure that they are able to um in each of those scenarios be their very best um and, and manage their time really well as well. So it, it was very cool for me to to just see it up close and try to emulate that in my own life.
0: I see that same thing in in the faculty. I I, I get to work with many of those faculty that you mentioned because they'll, they'll do media interviews on pharmacy or healthcare topics. So so they're talented, they're caring, they're wonderful. So what lessons, the lessons that you learned, how do you implement them today?
1: One of the biggest things that I took away, we there was like a faculty development that I did with, a lot of it was with Justin and Alita. And we would read books and then have like book discussions. One of the things that we talked about was... A lot of times when there's conflict or when there is you come to a kind of a crossroads, what are you going to do? Most people um, kind of go one of two routes. They're either trying to think of I win, you lose situations or they just have resigned themselves to like, well, I'm always going to lose in every scenario and everyone is taking advantage of me. And. They kind of flipped that on their head and said, what if instead, every time that we come to one of these crossroads, we try to think of a solution that is win, win, win for everyone involved. And you can, you know, you may have to compromise a little bit on what you want, but you can think through um, what is the very most important thing. And that I think is something that is missing a lot in pharmacy. And so here's why. Um, you see a lot of the times, if you if you talk to almost any independent pharmacist in Ohio they will tell you that insurance companies are killing us right now and they just think that you know insurance companies are killing us while that may be true in some ways we we can't just you know rail against that and and never try to find some solutions with them and find some compromises um and and at the same time if you hear any pharmacist that works in a chain They'll say this chain pharmacy is killing me. I'm understaffed. I'm not getting breaks. I'm and so they're just kind of feeling like a victim in the scenario. And maybe not. And, and I was so guilty of that. And this is why it was so impactful for me. I kind of grew up working in a chain since I was since 2011. I worked in a chain all the right. way until um, 2020. And okay. so um, through the beginning of COVID, I worked at a, a major chain in our area. And so I heard all of this, and that was my view of pharmacy for so much of my life was, okay, well, you know, there's there's the chain, and then there's us, and we're enemies. And so to spend time around the faculty at Cedarville where they're thinking of all of these win-win situations, how can we make a win for the patient, make a win for the staff, make a win for the company, or whatever, um, it, and maybe we just haven't looked at things from an innovative perspective. And I think that that has been really key on us providing great service to our patients, especially. I don't want any of my patients to be the loser in any scenario. And so but a lot of times patients have that same perspective like, oh, the pharmacy is taking advantage of me, drug companies are taking advantage of me, my insurance company is taking advantage of me. And a lot of times, if if we give it an, if we give it a couple hours of thought, we can come up with a solution that's creative and um, helps the patient win as well. And and I think when we started thinking in that those terms that has been key for us in having like so many really satisfied patients.
0: Wow, you are well beyond your years. You're you're you're, you're very wise and you you did have great role models in the school of pharmacy as you alluded to. Um that's very impressive. You mentioned um that you grew up working in chains uh, um is it true that your original vision for your career was to work at a large pharmacy like a Myers, a CVS or a Walgreens.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I thought that that was it for me. My academics were so average, just right in the middle. And, and I, but I had to really, really try hard just to be right in the middle. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, this is so easy for me to be right in the middle. I can coast. It was like taking everything that I had just to be in the middle. <laughs> and, and so for that reason, um, I, I didn't even consider residency or fellowship actually. Um, And I, it was not on the table at all. Um, I was, the Lord really had to kind of drag me into it through, um, I had an appy rotation with Zach Jenkins actually. Mm -hmm. And he said, so what are you, what are you doing after this? And I said, I'm going to work at this chain. And he said, okay, why? And I said, I can't do anything else. And he said, You can work at a chain as much as you want, but that cannot be your reason for going to the chain. That's not a good enough reason. If, if you just think that, that, that is, you know, your max capability, that's probably not true. Um, and so that really started the ball rolling for me to end up in the fellowship. Yeah. So
0: it was crazy. And the fellowship really was, uh, maybe life transforming for you. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, there's no way that we could be doing what we're doing right now had the Lord not opened the doors for me to go to the fellowship.
0: Okay. We have a few minutes remaining as I think and look at my final few questions. I'm interested in hearing from your perspective. You're the pharmacist. You're the professional here on this, on this podcast. What are some of the challenges that you see local pharmacies having today and in the future?
1: In the immediate future, um, we we are still not necessarily in a good place with insurance companies or PBMs. So there's definitely some challenges there. I think that we're really fortunate in Ohio. Um, the Ohio Pharmacists Association, um, especially a fellow another Cedarville grad, um, Miriam.
0: Yep. Shaw. yep.
1: She she and the OPA team are doing remarkable things for local pharmacies in Ohio. Um, so there's I think there's a lot of hope on the horizon and there's there are more people out there who are um, doing those kind of things. Obviously, it's never great to see drug prices continuing to rise. It's never great to see a lot of us relying on places where the drug manufacturing is unsteady. And so we do see still um, significant supply chain issues and drug shortages um there are some cancer agents right now that are on back order that are causing some tremendous problems yeah. there are some um medications that are commonly used for ADHD that are on back order that are causing some problems right now um one of the most common um opioid medications is on a major back order for mm. um, like chronic pain or cancer pain and things along those lines so we're still seeing challenges there um but Again, this is actually another area where I've actually been fortunate to meet some legislators in our area who are working on some creative solutions to solve those problems. There's talk of having some U.S.-based manufacturing of medications and having like a top 200 list of the most commonly needed agents and having those where we are not um, experiencing so many shortages on those by having them, you know, in the United States. I think that that is a good solution or if there were others, that would be good too. But there are just some really cool people that I've had the chance to work with over the last couple of years who are aware of these problems and are trying to think of innovative solutions so that we don't have people continuing to either do without due to prices or shortages or other things too. Yeah,
0: You mentioned the Ohio Pharmacists Association, which brought me to this question. Um, Do you feel as a Cedarville alum, in the School of Pharmacy, that because of Cedarville's strong relationship with the OPA, which I think really started with Dr. Mark Sweeney, Mm -hmm. that really gives our students a competitive advantage or benefit as they go through our program?
1: Absolutely. Um, One of the first challenges that I had in Germantown, there was an insurance company that was completely blocking new pharmacies from joining their network. So a a significant portion of the town where I was working in was not allowed to use my pharmacy. And that was an enormous challenge, because if you are a pharmacy and you can't fill prescriptions, um, you're going to fail. And and so I was on the line with actually with Mark, um, with OPA, and they connected me with legislators in our area who were able to um go to that insurance company and say hey this this town needs a pharmacy these patients need access to medications in this area you need to stop blocking them and it was like by the time that i connected with um actually tom young he's a state rep from our area mm-hmm. he had he contacted someone from that company and got the problem resolved within less than a week it was crazy um so yes Yes is the answer to the question. Um it, it does give us a, an edge to have those um that really great network of pharmacists and and people who want to help you out.
0: And that's not to say the OPA doesn't help all the pharmacy schools in Ohio, because I know they do. Yeah. But but I do know that there's a special bond, it seems like to me, between Cedarville School of Pharmacy and mm-hmm. what's what's happening there today with the school and the OPA, which is really exciting to see. Yeah. Katie, we are almost out of time, but I have a couple of questions I want to wrap up with. So at the end of the day, what brings you the greatest joy and satisfaction with owning and operating the pharmacies in Germantown, Camden, and Cedarville?
1: Um, The greatest satisfaction that I have is being able to serve the people the way that I want to see my family served um, or the way that I want to see... People from my church served, or the way that I want to see the teachers and coaches who poured into me, um, and I feel like we give them. They tell me all the time that we give them better care than um, they might have in some of the other places. And so for me, it's it's feeling like we're making a little bit of a difference for those people.
0: That's fabulous. And so, final question: You're an entrepreneur in a way. You know, you've started three pharmacies. Uh, do you have any plans for future expansion? Whether that's another pharmacy in another t- village or town, or or added services within your existing locations?
1: Mm, Mark, that is a really difficult question for me to answer, because do you know that I, I said, I promise I'm not doing another pharmacy in 2023. Um, and then we got Cedar Care just a couple months later.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so,
1: I have learned not to tell God what I will or won't do <laughs> between that and many other things. Um, so I'm sure that He will continue opening doors for us. um right now i I hope that He lets us uh, <laughs> work on getting things more smooth in all of the places that we're currently managing. Um, that that's I hope what God is leading us to right now,
0: but you're not a you're not a status quo kind of lady. you want <laughs> you want to improve things continually, correct? Yeah. Because why?
1: I think it just boils back down to um, the best way to make sure that everyone's winning is to continue to improve your services. Right. That's kind of what the people that I'm serving, I think we, they deserve. Yeah.
0: Um, and from everyone I talk with primarily here in Cedarville, you're providing great care in our village and you're my pharmacy of choice. So I, I thank you for great service and uh, uh, I wish you the very best as you continue to lead your staffs in, in the different pharmacies and caring for the patients in your villages and, and, and communities. And really thank you for joining me today on the Cedarville stories podcast. It's great to be with you. Great to see you again.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate
0: it. I want to thank you for listening to the Cedarville stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville university. You are encouraged to share like and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider and be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another Cedarville story for God's glory.